Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello and welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights. I'm Sean Pang, an investment strategist at Standard Chartered. On this episode of today's podcast, we will discuss more about rising bond yields and what it means for financial markets. We will also dive deeper into the ongoing rotation that we are witnessing from growth to value stocks. Joining me today for this conversation, I'm very glad to welcome Ablash Narayan, Senior Investment Strategist, and Fukien, who is also a Senior Investment Strategist with the team. Without further ado, let's kick off today's podcast. So for the benefit of our listeners, we have actually just published our latest weekly market review, where we asked ourselves whether the large fiscal stimulus that we are seeing in the U.S., and the overall improving economic outlook will lead to a further rise in bond yields and, of course, the implications that this has for our view on risk assets. So let's start with you, Shukin. Can you talk to us about the team's views and whether the recent rise in bond yields is a cause for concern for investors? Yeah, hi. Uh, thanks, John. So we have just seen a $1.9 trillion stimulus approved in the U.S. Now, that is a big help to the economy. The amount is bigger than what was expected even a month ago. And $1.9 trillion is about 9% of the GDP. And so we think this will help boost the economic recovery. Uh, at the same time, the vaccine rollout continues. Uh, in the U.S., we will have um, enough vaccines to inoculate all adults by summer. And in Europe, which has been lagging in the vaccine rollout, even there, the pace is picking up. So it looks positive here with the stimulus and the vaccine rollout. And in addition, there's also talk of more stimulus in the U.S. Now, this is possibly an infrastructure stimulus of the amount of 2 to $4 trillion. So the stimulus measures and vaccine rollout is improving the economic outlook, which is a good thing. And this is driving bond yields higher. And in terms of the impact of the higher yield and whether this will have a negative impact on risk assets, well, we think the answer is no. We think bond yields will ultimately be restrained. The central banks are still dovish, and that's the message we hear from the Fed and other central banks. Besides, we think there is sufficient demand for U.S. bonds. We see this in the auctions for the U.S. bonds, and there is demand especially from overseas investors. So this demand can help restrain the bond yields. So if we take a step back, we have improving growth outlook, the earnings outlook for corporate is positive. The financial conditions are supportive. So these are all factors which are still positive for risk assets. And in this cyclical recovery we are seeing now, our investors are rotating from growth to value investment. And we see this continuing, this rotation by investors. One implication is that for investors who are overexposed to growth sectors like technology, they can now rebalance to the value sectors like financial, industrial, and materials. In this way, they can benefit from the improving global growth. Thank you, Fukien, for the great summary. Um, indeed, you know, the policy backdrop remains um, pretty constructive for risk assets. Just building up on your last point on the rotation away from growth stocks, um, the technology sector is, of course, a key component uh, of the growth style. Could you share more on your views specifically on the technology sector and how investors should position their allocation? Yeah, thanks, Sean. So the tech sector has outperformed very strongly in 2020. 
Uh, but so far, in, uh, this year, 2021, uh, it's been weak, and the technical picture is showing signs of weakness in the tech sector. And uh, by the way, this weakness in tech has also affected regions like China, uh, where tech companies have a big weight. Uh, tech companies are about 52% of the weight in MSCI China, and also in the Asia Japan, they have a 44% weight. I'm taking a broad definition for the tech companies. So it's affected um, the tech sector, obviously, and then also the, the regions like China, where we've seen the weakness. And one reason uh, for this weakness in the whole space is the investor rotation from growth to value sectors. Uh, tech is key to the growth style. Uh, the sector has developed strong, consistent earnings growth. So in the U.S., we saw the tech sector earnings uh, was up 12% last year. And this year, it's expected to be up 15%. So it outperformed the broad market significantly in 2020. So last year, the market overall saw earnings decline by 12%. But the tech sector earnings was up 12%. And this year, though, uh, the tech sector will lag because we're seeing a cyclical rebound. So for the overall market, we expect in 2021, well, consensus expects in 2021, earnings will grow 24%, which is higher than the tech sector earnings growth at 15%. So investors want exposure to the cyclical rebound, and so they have switched out of tech, causing weakness in the tech index. Also, we see the higher bond yields now, as we talked about. This will affect the valuation of the tech companies. Now, typically, a tech company's value is derived mostly in the future, more so than the average company. So when bond yields are higher, you would discount the future value more heavily. And this has an impact on the value and valuation of tech stocks. So the tech weakness caused by an investor rotation into value and higher bond yields. But fundamentally, don't forget, the sector has seen consistent earnings growth through the pandemic, through the recession. Earnings are still growing very strongly. And we do expect this uh, to continue as well. It's underpinned by your structural trends like digital transformation and the shift to online, the shift to cloud infrastructure. We think these trends are here to stay and they will continue. And the strong, consistent earnings growth uh, that we have seen, I mean, this is important for long-term performance. And that's been a key reason why we have been uh, holding a preferred view on the tech sector for some time now. Obviously, with the market movement, we continue to evaluate this view as the market is suggesting higher bond yields and investor rotation. However, if we are evaluating this view, uh, but um, it's a pros and cons, of course, for the tech sector, as I've mentioned. And so the strong, consistent earnings is something that's been supported for some time. But investor rotation and higher bond yields is something we also have to take into account now. Thank you, Shukian. Um, so moving on to the fixed income market, um, this next question is for Ablash. Um, the recent rise in yields has, of course, continued to be the dominant narrative for markets. Do you expect U.S. treasury yields to continue to rise further? Thank you, Sean. Um, and yes, this is one question a lot of people are looking at. So we have seen 10-year treasury yields rise by nearly 60 basis points in 2021. So they've risen from 0.9% at the start of the year to close to 1.55% right now. Now, while the initial leg higher in yields was driven by higher inflation expectations, the, the sharp rise that we have seen in the past two weeks or so has primarily been driven by better growth expectations. Now, looking ahead, we think that there are two potential paths for 10-year Treasury yields. Uh, the first one is that, you know, 
by yields could rise uh, to close to 1.6% in the near term, uh, driven by the moment. The momentum that we have, higher yields lead to tighter financial conditions in U.S. Uh, and economic surprises, which have been uh, a big driver of yields higher uh, right now, maybe they normalize or disappoint uh, in the coming few months uh, because of tighter financial conditions. And if this were to happen, uh, it would lead the markets to push back uh, the expectation of Fed rate hike and bring the yields closer to our expectation of 1.5%. Now, equally important is the second scenario where U.S. economic growth continues to surprise on the upside and we see a further increase in demand-driven inflation. Uh, in this case, if yields do manage to break to 1.7%, uh, then the next technical resistance lies close to 2%. You know, that said, uh, we do have the Fed meeting next week and that's a key meeting as the Fed will release the revised dot plot and its growth expectations. And, you know, markets would be very closely watching that meeting. Thank you, Abla. So just building up on your response, what are the implications of rising U.S. yields on other parts of the bond market? Then? Uh, thanks, Sean. So uh, naturally, the rise in bond yields have hurt uh, bond investors because as yields rise, bond prices fall down. And if you look at corporate bonds and emerging, uh, emerging market bonds, you know, uh, in, in some markets, yield premiums have risen. Uh, along with higher U.S. Treasury yields. And in other markets, the decline in yield premiums has been insufficient to offset uh, the impact of higher Treasury yields, and the result has been negative returns uh, since the start of the year. Nevertheless, uh, we retain our conviction towards corporate and emerging market bonds for two key reasons. Firstly, uh, the rise in yields is driven by you know higher uh, growth expectations. And once the Treasury yields stabilize, uh, we think that the stronger economic outlook would argue for reduction in yield premiums as corporate balance sheets would be in a, in a stronger position, and that should drive you know positive returns. And secondly, uh, you know the absolute yield offered by corporate and emerging market bonds is higher than what it was at the start of the year. So investors who are looking or who were looking to add exposure to our preferred areas, uh, which are developed market high yield bonds and Asian and emerging market uh, dollar bonds can actually now gain exposure at more attractive levels. And if you look at the history of what happens to these bond asset classes, you know, after uh, episodes of sharp rise in treasury yields, generally they do, uh, you know, post healthy uh, mid-single-digit returns in six months following such uh, periods of sharp uh, rise in bond yields. So, you know, uh, it, it could be an, a good opportunity to ba- uh, rebalance into some of these areas of corporate and emerging market bonds. Thanks again, Abhilash and Sophian, for joining our conversation today. That's all for this episode of Standard Chartered Money Insights. If you would like to learn more or read our publication, please visit our website at sc.com under Market Insights. As a reminder, if you had enjoyed our discussion, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.